All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Little Kid Rock, Born Free, kicking off this segment. So after ISIS-K terrorists attacked and killed 13 Americans and dozens of civilians outside the airport in Kabul, Joe Biden doubled down and said it was not a mistake to depend on the Taliban for security outside the Kabul airport. Well, you know, at least he's consistent. (laughs) And after he abandoned hundreds of Americans in Afghanistan, Joe Biden refused to answer questions from Americans and from reporters. So, you know, it's Joe Biden, folks. What do you expect? Joining us now to talk about what an absolute failure of leadership we've seen from the White House over the last, well, I was going to say few days, but basically since he got into office is RNC national spokesperson Paris Denard. Paris, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You know, uh, I remember when we I uh, had you on the during the campaign multiple mm-hmm. times, and and you know, here we are. This is the first time I've had you on since uh, since Joe won, and and let let's start with uh, with just this last bit with, with you know Joe walking away from the podium, turning his back. Not only on reporters, it's very metaphorical because he's he's turning his back on uh, on the American people. Frankly, refusing to take questions, is that because he has no answers, or frankly, is that because he's incapable of answering questions? Because I'm not entirely sure he's coherent most of the time. I, I just, what does that tell us? What does that say to Americans that he won't answer basic questions anymore? Well, I think when you look back at the previous administration with President Trump, you had someone who was very accessible to the press, oh, yeah. very accessible to the media, and did not shy away from the opportunity to regularly uh, discuss his policies, his positions, his points with the American people, people via the, the, the White House press that is there. Fast forward to uh, President Joe Biden, you have someone who uh, goes out of his way to do two things. One, avoid questions at all costs from the media, and two, when forced to take questions from the media, only 
goes to a very small select group of individuals not wanting to that have been, uh, from a list that has been pre-populated by his team to keep his remarks and his responses very limited in scope. Uh, you asked me directly, do I think that uh, Biden does this because he doesn't have an answer? And I, I actually would respectfully disagree. I think he does have the answers. The problem is the answers that he would give would not be anything suitable for the American people. The answers that he would give would not be anything that would be suitable for those gold star families. And how do I know this? I know this because when he gives the answers, the actual true Joe Biden, uh, he says things that are racist, like he called Cedric Richmond, former congressman and the senior advisor in the White House, a boy. Boy, yes. When he, when he was uh, in private with uh, the families of the fallen soldiers, uh, servicemen uh, in, 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 at the Air Force Base in Dover, they talked about how, how calculated and how uh, cold and how selfish he was and, 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 and not authentic in his remarks, consistently talking about his own son who did not die uh, from uh, battle wounds being uh, in service, but died tra- you know, sadly of cancer, but still not the same. He kept talking about Bo and not listening and consoling and talking about the fallen. And so when he, the answers that he gives when he's pressed are not the answers that his, his handlers want him to give. And that's the problem. So knowing that he's incapable of giving answers that are going to be suitable, they ask him not to take any questions because they know he's not capable of giving answers that are going to work because Joe Biden is not someone who is focused on doing the right thing for the American people. He's focused on doing the right thing for the for the Democrat Party and the progressives that run it. I think you're you're right, and I, I you know you pointed out how often the President Trump was willing to go before a hostile press. I mean, clearly True. hostile press. And you're right. And Joe Biden, this press is sycophantic. I mean, they will they want to like him. They want to give him easy questions, and yet he still won't take them. And it, I do find it is amusing how many times he said, I'm not supposed to answer questions or right. they tell me not to. And then when he when he does, it is that pre-assigned list of, of people I'm supposed to call on. Thank goodness that we have Ducey in there who's willing to you know, mm-hmm. ask a difficult question once in a while. I, I also I wanted to ask you about this. Biden, you know, he promised back in the day to put, quote unquote, truth over lies but then as president, he's done just the opposite during the call with the Afghan president on July 23rd. He asked him, quote, to whether it's true or not, project a different picture. That sounds like him asking him asking the president of Afghanistan to lie, is it not? We they they tried to impeach, well, they did impeach President Trump for less than that. This is a bold-faced lie. And then he followed it up with offering troops in return. How come nobody's picked up this story? So let me just go back to you, uh, something you asked me before, because I thought it was very good, but I didn't answer it. You asked me about Joe Biden turning his back on the press, and is that emblematic of something greater? And I think it is. I think when Joe Biden does that, he turns his back on the American people. He turns his back on the gold 
protects our families. He turns his back on the, on, the, on the troops. He turns his back on the Afghan allies. He turns his back on the middle class. Americans have depended upon him to make sound policy that are not going to hurt them but empower them. He turns his back on the entire country. So I think that that's a powerful image that's going to be played over and over again of Joe, of Joe Biden turning his back on the American people, but at this moment, turning his back on Afghanistan, those, uh, turning his back on our troops, turning his back on our allies. To answer your, the second question that you just asked me uh, about uh, the Biden administration, look, we have someone who really is out to lunch, and it is it, he, he really is. And, and, and the idea that Joe Biden is someone who understands the totality of the problems and the crises that he's putting us in is, is, is – I cannot go into more detail about – how many crises that are, are building up and how hurtful it is to the American people. That's why his polls are dropping. Yeah. That's why so many people are turning their, their, their attention to what he's saying and what he's not saying and what he's not doing. Going to this call, that call that he made, there is no way any member of Congress on the Democrat side who advocated for President Trump to be impeached over his call could not listen to Joe Biden do a clear quid pro quo and, and, and instruct the Afghan president to lie to the public. Like you said it, whether it's true or not, the perception is you all are losing. So there's two problems there. One, he's telling him to lie. Number two, the other problem is that he's, he's acknowledging that there was a, there was a problem with the Taliban. But what he told the American people right. was that we did not anticipate or we did not see or we did not feel that the, the, the Taliban was going to do what they did. He's lying. And he's lied, and the American people can see it, they can hear it, they can feel it, and he has to be held accountable. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Milley, Austin, all of them should resign in disgrace for how they've handled this situation. But more importantly, the way that they have completed, com- boldly lied to the American people and, and, and the media has to hold them accountable because they will not hold themselves accountable. Well, they will not apologize and they will not even address it. The amazing thing here, Paris, is that Biden claims this is a success. I mean, he, he came out <laughs> in his speech and called it an extraordinary success you know, left left behind hundreds of American citizens the, that, the we, Af- we know of. that we know of exactly the Afghan yeah. allies left them behind American service dogs in their kennels twenty two thousand right. Humvees three hundred fifty eight thousand assault rifles we left them helicopters we left them trucks we left Orphans. them we left them guns we left them you know uh, uh, night vision goggles and he thinks this is an extraordinary success. What would failure have looked like? I mean, what if we left them nukes? I mean, it's it's unfathomable that he thinks that's what an extraordinary success is. Uh, the, 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 uh, there's no way that any American looks at what happened and says that was a successful mission. Because, number one, it should not have happened that way. Most Americans, if you look at the polling and the, and the people's feedback, would agree with the fact that after 20 years it was time to – leave Afghanistan. Sure. That's not up for debate. But that, that's not what the debate is. Even the Donald Trump is, said it was time to leave. But you, you leave smart. You don't leave stupid. He had a, President Trump had a conditions-based withdrawal. Right. If the conditions changed, 
<laughs> the deal changed. Right. And President Trump would not have left left people behind. But with Joe Biden, he his definition of success is all the things that you added plus 15 people right. dying unnecessarily. Thank you. Yeah. It should not have happened. And, and, and when you think about that, that that's how they, they want to go out and sell victory to the American people. And you know what else they want to do? They want to distract. So they want to quickly stop talking about Afghanistan. They don't want to talk about the, the number of people. Remember how Joe Biden used to pull out the little card on, in, his, in, his, in his pocket and say, these are the number of people who have died from COVID-19. These are the number of people who have you know, all these stats on the back of the schedule. Right. I have yet to see him pull out a stat, a schedule, and show how many Americans have been left behind, how many orphans have been left behind, how many weapons have been left behind. I don't see him pulling those steps out. <laughs> I don't see him doing that because he wants to move on and go back talking about climate change. Right. They want to talk about racism. They want to talk about all these, anything but the reality of the crises that they have gotten us into. I wish he would talk about the solutions for Afghanistan and, tal- and the t- under the control of the Taliban. I wish he would talk about the border crisis because he hasn't fixed that. I wish he would talk about the energy crisis. He hasn't fixed that. I wish he would talk about the middle class uh, income tax increase that he's put on us by the rising gas prices and inflation because he hasn't fixed that. He doesn't want to talk about anything that that has to deal with him being held responsible. When Joe Biden says the buck stops with me, he's lying. <laughs> preach it, brother, preach it. <laughs> we have he's to lying. we have to focus on ensuring that that you know Joe Biden and his allies in Congress lose in the next election. That's for dang sure. If That's folks right. if folks want to get involved, obviously they're local county parties, but they can also go to gop.com. Um, they need to follow you on Twitter. It's at Paris Denard. That's all caps, and it's D-E-N-N-A-R-D. I follow you. You've got a great Twitter feed. But they need to get involved. They need to get energized because you know the left is going to be. We need to make sure that we're energized. Right, brother? A hundred percent. We also have two other websites I want to pro- uh, put yes, out please. there. Vote.gop. Vote.gop allows people to find out where their polling places are and, and, and really when it's time to vote, make sure they're, they're signed up and doing everything that they need to be. The other one is protectthevote.com. It's because this issue of election integrity is, is, is front and central for, for the RNC. We've got to make sure that our election system is working, that people feel secure, and that, it, and that our votes count and that it's easy to vote and hard to cheat. So protectthevote.com lays out a lot of things that we're doing to fight and push back all across the country. Uh, we just got involved in a, 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 another a legal action today uh, out in Arizona because we are understanding that the Democrats want to control the whole process, and they do not want Republicans to win because they're fearful that we will win because we will win because – we're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. And, and after that, we'll look forward to 2024. But, but, but the critical battle that we have to face right now is 2022. Amen. From your lips to God's ears, brother. Paris, thank you again for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight, my friend. Thank you so much. Hope to be back with you soon. We're going to pay a few bills. And when we return, Danielle Underwood from Kansans for Life will be with us to try and explain why the Wichita Trust Women Abortion Clinic is importing women from Texas to have their abortions here in Kansas. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.